Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So before we get into our main topic um, for this week, which I think is a pretty good one, just to keep keep you on the the edge of your seat for this, um, I wanted to mention that September is uh, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and under the radar, like all the Relay FM shows, um, are coming together this month to show our support for this and to try and raise money for St. Jude's St. Jude's Research Hospital. Um, St. Jude's Research Hospital is a an organ and kind of an amazing organization that takes care of kids who have cancer at no cost to them or their families. That is doing research and development to try and like stop cancer from killing any children, which is a just a tremendous and wonderful um, direction that they're going. And their treatments have been dramatically successful. Like they have, they've been able to raise the survival rate for some uh, sort of ch- ch- uh, children's cancers from 20% to 80% since they opened 50 years ago. Um, and they're just, they're not going to stop until they can get that number, you know, sort of all the way up to a hundred. Um, and so this is a, just a, a, a cause that Relay FM and all of its shows and its hosts uh, are supporting this month. And we're just encouraging listeners to uh, support it. And if you have the means and the interest and the ability, we would love for you to go to stjude.org slash relay um, and donate to them and support them and their work um, and, just to help, you know, sick kids uh, get get the care they need at no cost to them. So our actual topic that we're going to dive into now um, is talking a little bit about the new devices that we actually got um, announced, um, I guess, on September 10th this year. Um, and this was the iPhone, if I can get the, the names right, the iPhone 11, the iPhone 11 Pro, the iPhone 11 Max, um, and then on the Apple Watch... We 11 got Pro Max. 11 Pro Max. You needed oh, more gosh. words, because it's maximum words. It's maximum words. Um, so we got that on the iPhone, and then on the, the Apple Watch, we got the, the, the Series 5 Apple Watch, which I think I'm going to start on the Apple Watch, because I kind of love that we... So a couple weeks, a couple of shows back, we spent an episode, spent a whole, a whole episode talking about um, essentially spending Dan Riccio's hardware budget. Um, we were sort of both a little bit of, I guess, uh, guessing as well as predicting, and as a little bit of wishful thinking. Um, we were thinking about what might be coming down the road for us, um, what this, you know, what this Apple Watch could be, and kind of on a positive way that I don't think either of us would have guessed. Um, we kind of got what one of the one of the big things we talked about, which is an always-on display, which is something that I think has been a, a glaring kind of limitation of the past generations of Apple Watch. And I think it's very exciting in terms of what it means for the for, for the device and the sort of the use cases for it and um, some, I'll get into a little bit of sort of third-party opportunities for it. Like, I think it's really exciting that that's where they went to spend their budget this year, um, which is very cool. And on kind of kind of an amusing side note to that is because they, that's where they sort of went to sort of spend their energy and their new effort this year, um, yeah, sleep tracking is still uh, nowhere to be seen. Sleep Plus Plus is still um, in the clear on the Sherlocking front, and that continues. It's like the the, the watch <laughs> for that continues for another who knows how long. So. Yeah, I mean, this was this is not, I think, what anybody expected. I mean, I, I think all of us really thought sleep tracking was very likely to happen, and I don't think anybody thought an always on screen was 
it was in the cards for this year or anytime soon. It, it seemed like it w- it just required too much power compared to what we already had and what capabilities were and everything. It seemed like it was too far off, and so that's why I, I believe when we mentioned it, we even said we, we even said as much like, yeah, this probably won't happen. Um, so it's great news on a number of fronts, and uh, to me, I mean, I, I haven't neither of us have had a chance to actually see or use these yet because they aren't actually in customers' hands yet. Uh, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest that this is going to dramatically change what it's like to own an Apple Watch. That seems like a very safe limb to be on. Yeah, like, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm going to go out on, like, a, you know, a bridge. <laughs> uh, it's because so much of the Apple Watch has been defined by its incredibly tight power budget and its need to conserve power at all costs and and this this thing that you just kind of occasionally get a few seconds of and then it has to go away because it can't possibly afford to show you more than a few seconds worth of data um, very often and there's there's this constant annoyance as an apple watch wearer of you have to glance at it to see to see something on it like the time or something it's tracking and the screen doesn't turn on and you have to like do that exaggerated arm motion this has been like the constant annoyance of wearing an apple watch since they came out and so for the always on screen i'm sure it's not going to be perfect i'm sure there's going to be limitations you know it's not going to have like animations and lots of fast updating data and everything but to be able to just glance at it and to have it always be showing you at least the time and and you know some kind of complication data there you know even if it isn't live animated the whole time that is a dramatic change for the better of what it's like to wear an apple watch and so it's and that closes one of the biggest gaps between not only the Apple Watch and some other like smart watches that are on the market, but also it closes one of the biggest gaps between the Apple Watch and regular watches. Because like that's one of the reasons I like regular watches so much is they are always showing me the time. I never have to do a weird arm motion to see it. I just look and it's always there. For the Apple Watch to have that too is I think fantastic and it's going to dramatically improve what it's like to wear an Apple Watch. Yeah, and I think it changes the. Yeah, it it's it just it. What I think is most interesting is that it ch- it changes what the device is in terms of the way that it is like man, the way it manifests itself in public. I guess um, too. Right. I think about how the Apple Watch previously was something that would like it. It, it was still very much like your phone in the sense that it was only live and active when you were working on it, when you were looking at it, when you were like interacting with it. Um, it wasn't a device that was ever like externally visible to the world um, in the sense that, you know, it's like other than it occasionally would accidentally come on. Generally, it was only you that would see this, the watch screen. Um, and I think it is going to be interesting though, to see when like always on is amazing and great for so many reasons. And I think uh, honestly, in a positive sense, um, it is now like the display of the Apple Watch, the display of what your which watch face you choose, what complications you put on there, what data is being sh- shown there, the styling and the dis- the design of those um, now is something that is on display, um, which is kind of cool. But I think will be an adjustment period certainly because, um, and I think I saw uh, in Renee Ritchie's review, uh, he had a review of. of the, the Series 5 Apple Watch that he put up today, and I think he talked about this, that I thought was a really interesting point, is that it now is part, like previously, the case design and the strap were the two parts of the fashion of the Apple Watch. Like, that's how you sort of 
dealt with the fashion, the way that it appears to the world. Now, the watch face you choose is just as much a part of that. Um, and in the same way that if you were to buy a traditional Apple Watch, I'm sorry, if you buy a traditional watch, um, you, you know, the, the the color of the face is an important part of that. It isn't just the color of the case and the strap. It's like, what does the actual face look like? What kind of hands does it have? How do they, you know, how do, like, does it have things on it? Like, that is now something that is part of the visual design and the aesthetic of the device. Um, and I think that is very interesting and I think is going to be a huge um, difference in terms of how people interact with the device. In addition to just, it's really cool and it's like, it gets rid of these annoying situations where, like, I mean, this is, there's so many that come to mind. It's like the I'm on the train holding on to one of those little, like the little, I don't know, the little pole on the train to keep you from falling over, and you're yeah. tr- trying to see what time it is or whatever, and you can't because you have to let go to like turn your wrist, or you're like trying to like do it in a way that doesn't like elbow the person next to you. <laughs> it's great you don't have to do that, like um, you know, or you working out. There's many situations where um, you have the ability to. Um, like now just see the, you know, see the display while you're working out, while you're holding a weird position, while you're doing something, or even just you never will have to think about how to activate your screen. Because even I've had it when I'm not doing something like awkward, like awkwardly holding a plank or doing something where I can't turn my wrist. Sometimes I just am like, I'm out for a run and I'll raise my wrist and it doesn't quite catch it because it's a much more dynamic situation that like there's a lot of movement going on in that situation. And sometimes the algorithm that's using it to catch the turn doesn't catch. And if that's the case, then it's like, it's annoying. And then I'm like stopping my flow of what I'm thinking about when I'm running and I have to like, look at this, you know, like do it again or tap the screen um, or try and do something like that. And so like there's so many cool things that are going to sort of coming out of it as a result. And it's, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm very thankful to Dan Riccio for that's how he chose to spend his, his budget this year. Yeah. Obviously he it, heard our show two weeks ago. Or whatever. <laughs> exactly. I think this is, I think we can claim credit for this. Yeah, when, yeah. Anytime you, uh, you talk about the thing before it happens, that's because you did it. Right. So, um, yes, clearly this is, this is how it happened, but, um, I think it's it's very interesting, and I, I look forward to Apple expanding the capability for third parties with this. Um, obviously, like I mean, for years I've talked about third party watch faces would be a great thing, but even just as, as it is, I believe right now third party apps don't have quite the same always on capabilities as like the built in workout app, for example. Um, but I'm sure that's something that will come down the road. Um, that you know, it's like I, I doubt Apple is unaware that that would be awesome. And so I'm sure it'll come down the, you know, at some point down the road, even if not right, you know, right out the gate. Yeah, because I mean, for me, like as both as a as a user and as a developer, especially, so much about the Apple Watch's frustrations as a software platform are that the that like you're not really allowed to update your app ever in the background very often or update complications very much. Like there's so many limitations in place for like throttling or limiting how much your app is actually allowed to update itself or update what's shown on the screen. And to have any sign of those being lifted, um, you know, even, you know, first of all, what this does is it makes complications a heck of a lot more useful than they were before. Sure. Because in, in the same way that like the Apple watch was always a little bit mediocre at telling time for this reason that like, cause I, there, I don't think there has been a single day that I have worn the Apple watch where there wasn't at least once where I tried to get the screen turned on in some way and it didn't. Like, that has happened to me at least once a day, every single day I've worn the Apple Watch. 
And so, and I have a feeling that's, that's common, you know, like as you were, you were saying, like, you know, awkward positions or, or if you're like, you know, my, mine was simplest things. Like if you're carrying something in your hand and you want to see what time it is as you're carrying something, you can't move your hand that much because it's carrying something. And so you'd like, you know, you'd like try to tilt it a little bit or you'd like tap your nose against the apple. Uh, the nose tap. <laughs> They're like, it's just like all sorts of things you would, you would need to try to do to try to just see what time it was or check something on the, on the, on the face. And so like this just, not only does this improve time telling but this also dramatically improves anything else you would be looking at the watch screen to see which for many of us is going to be data from complications and so that makes complications a heck of a lot more useful than they were before unfortunately the apis uh, are still very limited Uh, what what developers are able and allowed to do on the watch is still extremely limited especially in the realm of complications and so i really hope that over time as this hardware, you know, trickles down the line and gets more of the installed base, and as it gets even better in the future, and we hopefully have even more of Damerchio's power budget to spend, I really hope that we see a similar advancement in what the APIs allow the apps to do in the first place. Yeah, I think that's true, and I, I mean, I, th- I will say though, I think the complication APIs can be sort of turned and twisted in odd ways to make them more capable than they. Um, so sort of superficially appear. Um, this is just coming from like, there's all this, like the things they deal with, um, like the, a lot of the complex, the sort of the complication system was originally built with time travel as one of the like core features that Apple thought would be cool that turned out not. Yeah. That terrible feature where you like, you turn the digital crown to travel forward or backward in time on your watch face. Yeah. And so like they, one of the things that as a result of that is they had to make a complication system where you could like move forward and back in time, which most people turn that off anymore but we still have that feature and so like you can still do some cool things now where you can set you know set a complications to change an update um, at times in the future even if you aren't woken up for background refresh which depending on the context is like useful or unuseful you know obviously this is not a way to show live and active data but there are things that you can show with that Um, and i think this is the thing that i'm looking at it as i like see that this is the apple watch and i cannot wait till Friday when I get my hands on one is there has to be more opportunities uh, for developers now. Like it's just one of these things that I see this this new device and like I don't know how I'm going to do it and I don't know exactly what I'm going to do yet. But I am just like absolutely confident that there has to be some new and cool things that the watch is going to be able to do. And there's got to be opportunities um, for us as a result. And it may involve as watch development often does weird hacks and crazy workarounds, but you know, if you've, I've been working on the Apple Watch for, you know, since, since the Series Zero watch with all the crazy hacks, like when the entire system was a crazy hack and a weird workaround. Um, so I think that's just going to be sort of par for the course. But I think it is still very interesting to see where this goes um, and to see kind of like what we can do now that we have a, dis- a watch that's always on and a watch that people are going to. Yeah, like it's that becomes always visible and will c- sort of catch p- other people's eye. And I think like honestly one of the things that i think is interesting is how previously most people when you see someone else wearing an apple watch it's always just a was a black square which is entirely unappealing like you're ju- like if you're just out walking and you see someone with an apple watch you never saw like it, 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 it didn't look in visually interesting it was just that person has a black screen tap strapped to their wrist um and so now that's not the case like when you see there's going to be something there and 
that's kind of cool. Like to, to grab your eye, to show you something interesting, to, you know, for some reason for it to be a bit more compelling. So anyway, I'm very excited. Also, and you brushed past this a little while ago, but also I feel like that because you're now showing the world much more than the typical black square than you were showing them before, you're, you might have different choices of even what watch face and what complications you put on there. Because now it is, it is part of your look. It is part of your outfit in a way that it never was before. You know, people might see your screen for two seconds, but for the most part, you would never know what watch face somebody used, you know, unless you were paying very close attention when they would move their arms in a funny way. But like, for the most part, you would never know. Now it's going to be right there on display the way a regular watch is. So like you might make, you might choose a, maybe a visually simpler face, or you might try better to color match the face to what you're wearing or to the strap or to your style. Um, you know, and personally, like, I think one of the things I'm a little bit sad about <laughs> with the Apple watch right now is that there are very few watch faces I really like on it. Like before it was like, here's this like this utility mini phone that you could wear on your wrist and it would, it would serve useful functions and the faces were fairly mediocre or each one had some kind of major flaw about it, but it wasn't that big of a deal because you weren't seeing the face that much really. Now you're seeing the face more and so not only does I think this make the, the chances of getting third-party watch faces lower in a technical way in that Apple now has to worry a lot about the complexity of a watch face and how much white content it uses versus how much black, et cetera, for power reasons. So I think that's going to uh, dramatically uh, reduce the chances that they ever allow third-party faces. But also because the watch face is now so much more important to the look and the functionality and the individuality of the watch and the fashion of it, I think there's more need than ever for third-party watch faces. You know, because now, like you're going to look around and see so many of the same things as you already did with the Apple watch, which is already a problem. But like I, as an individual, I want so much more control over that watch face than what they're going to give me. Uh, and, and I think it's kind of a shame that we have this amazing hardware. Finally, we have always on screens and we're still stuck with the same, like very small handful of very like gimmicky and mostly not that useful watch faces. And the few that are useful all have pretty substantial limitations and flaws. Sure. And I I will say, I think, I don't think that, I suspect that Apple is very aware of this. Um, Like, obviously, and and I I think one of two things my hope would be that coming soon to watchOS, I would love to see, obviously, some kind of third-party opportunity there would be amazing. But if not, even just them to have a update to watchOS at some point, whether that's a point release to 6 or 7 next uh, June, where they have clearly, like, sent off a crack team of engineers and designers and just like over like overhauled the, the the watch system and how customizable it is and how flexible it is from top to bottom like either scenario i would be happy with obviously I, you know as a person who would love to make watch faces i'd like the the former but even if i'm the last one like there's so many faces where like the, the number of fonts that you can use um to display the time is like is two or three <laughs> like it, 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 there is a world of font out there that like sometimes I want I want to feel fancy and like San Francisco is a lot of things but it, it doesn't feel fancy yeah. like it it's it's nice but it's utilitarian it feels you know it feels good when I'm like trying to get stuff done but you know if you, it's, it's not the kind of font that you you, you you kind of get that sense of you know this beautiful serif like um old timey font to make it feel like your watch is old like that's those are the kinds of things that i would love to see them uh, move into so we'll see 
This episode of Under the Radar is brought to you by Zojo. Zojo, that's X-O-J-O. Zojo is a cross-platform development tool for creating native apps for the desktop, mobile, web, and even Raspberry Pi. Zojo currently supports macOS, Windows, Linux, iOS, and coming soon, even Android. With Zojo, you write just one version of your app, say on the Mac, then you literally just check a checkbox and have a completely native Windows version as well. Zojo uses native controls, so your app looks at home on every platform. You'll be able to build apps 10 times faster, which will save you time and money. Zojo is great for everyone, from newbies to professional developers alike. It's currently used by over 300,000 developers worldwide, from students all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. Go take a look at their site, and you'll see just how many companies you know use Zojo. Zojo is free to use, and licenses are required to build standalone applications. So go to zojo.com slash radar to find out more. That's X-O-J-O dot com slash radar. And listeners of this show can get 20% off any license with the code radar. Thank you so much to Zojo for their support of this show and Relay FM. So I'm curious, you know, as as somebody, I think you are probably the, the person who has unquestionably built by far the most watchOS apps and almost certainly the most watchOS complications and probably the most <laughs> the most custom watch faces as well <laughs> even though it's not even really the thing that we can actually do yet so i'm curious like are you are you going to look at the the world of complications differently now like are, are there different considerations of how you can do this are there any new markets that might open up now with an always on screen or does it just kind of make everything else better that, that we already had i mean I'm hopeful that it will open new opportunities. I think the thing that I'm, it's like right now in my development, I am in the process of like, I'm getting, you know, sort of updating and and shipping all of my, um, you know, like my compatibility updates and, th- and trying to sort of clear, clear the decks. Now that I know what the final hardware is, we have GMC2 of Xcode that I can build with. Like that's thing, things are good there. And then I think the next thing that I'm going to be working on and something that I'm very excited to be working on is making the existing complications in my current apps as well as potentially some making some more apps that do things with complications but making that very customizable very flexible and very like custom to the person um because i think and this was you know from as you mentioned earlier i i had a couple month bender where i just kept making custom watch faces which you can't actually do but they're just apps that run but you can have them the apple watch always return to the you know a, a particular app rather than to a watch face and so you can kind of pretend that you have a custom app custom watch face and the thing that i found from that experience that was so like transformative for the watch for me and this is you know not even always on but was that it was delightful for the watch to be exactly what i wanted it to be right then that it wasn't me choosing from um, a set, a relative, a limited set of options and opportunities for customization that I could choose the color and that's about it from, for a lot of uh, the built-in watch faces. Um, I could do, I could do anything I wanted, obviously, because I'm building a custom watch face. And so I could make that. And what I would love to do, I think, and this is, I think the opportunity for developers now is complications will be a, you know, a persistent part of someone of a user's day now. That is something that will be visible to them and to the world the entire day that they're wearing their Apple Watch. And so making that experience as custom and as fluid and as personal um, as possible, I think, is something that I want to do. And in that can take a variety of forms. It's like in 
you know, the simplest version is like in pedometer plus plus, I'm just, I'm working on a way to choose exactly what gets displayed there. Um, some visual choices in terms of how you want, you know, if, if you, if you want it to be a graph, if you want it to have a dial, um, and some of these, depending on what the complication family supports for some of them, I'm going to even let you choose like different, different fonts, um, or different sort of choices like that. I'm working on, and this is something that I've really enjoyed with some of the new light background, um, Apple watch faces that you can get now, like, especially the Meridian face, I think is my new favorite face. I, like, I loved California over the summer, but Meridian is my new favorite because it has like just enough complications to be interesting and fun, but not so many that it's like crazy, um, utility watch. And like, it's really cool when you kind of blend the complication into the background and it kind of makes it look almost like it's a physical object rather than a computer display. And so I'm, I think what, for me, I'm just going to keep exploring and pushing this, um, to see where, where we can go, because I think that's the opportunity is in customization, personalization. I mean, this goes all the way back to the very first Apple watch introduction, like keynote steve you know like johnny ive in a white room was talking about making the most personal device ever and like this is the next incarnation of that i think is making the way that it's that the watch face looks as personal as possible and maybe i'm just in the bargaining phase of third-party watch faces where like i don't know if it's ever going to come and so i'm just like making the best of what i can using like kind of abusing the complication system but I have a suspicion that a little bit of creativity and a little bit of like maybe banging my head against the wall, ultimately it's going to be possible to make things that are kind of cool and interesting and compelling in the, you know, using complications that will always be visible there. And that'll make the watch like be something that feels more personal to someone, that it makes them more connected. And if that's connecting them more personally to um, like fitness metrics, like that seems awesome. Like if they're, they're, you know, being made aware of their activity rings or their step count or whatever kind of, the, you know, what their last workout is, if they have worked out that day, like there's lots of things that you can kind of imagine that it becomes this kind of more persistent kind of little nudge. That sounds great too. So it can be like positive on the design side as well as otherwise. So anyway, that, that's like my hope, I guess, is that it'll be, it's a fun opportunity there. I don't know if it'll, it's like from a business perspective and for financially, if there's a good market or if it'll be interesting in that respect. Um, I suspect it'll probably be like most watchOS things a little bit complicated, um, but we'll see. Yeah. And I think ultimately what I hope to see out of this is, you know, if we don't have full-blown third-party faces, I hope to see a ton more customization of the built-in faces than we have now. Lots more options about things like colors and you know whether 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 the complications on each face are full color or monochrome you know we we have some that we can customize the dial colors on let us customize the hands colors also you know stuff like that like right now there's there's so like i have little nitpicks about almost every single face on the app um i still don't like the way that the the, that the text curves around the old faces on the new watches like stuff like that there's just there's something wrong with all of them and if Apple really is not going to let us customize the faces you know, fully from a third-party angle, make more customization options that are built in. And secondly, I hope to see what you're going to do and, and what people like you and what other developers are going to do. And maybe Apple will do it too, although I doubt it. It's not their style. But let me customize how a complication shows its data, how it looks, what it says, 
you know, what it doesn't say. Like there, there are so much room there. The complications that are built into the watch are so largely so mediocre and kind of all over the map with, with both, you know, quality design and even like the style. Like there are certain ones, like the, the ones that go like in, in the modern ish round slots that are like on the infograph faces. Yeah. Why don't they all follow a consistent style? Like my current my current uh, utility style face is uh, is the infograph modular, and I have the two weather things that have like a little circle with like the, you know the the dot in the middle of it, and then I have the workout one which doesn't have an outline and it's a filled green circle with a person. It's like why don't those match their styles? Sure. And why can't and if they're not going to do it all the time, why can't I change it? You know, like there's there's just stuff like that that, that I just want. It, this is now so it's so much more important now that we have the always on screen it's so much more important that you can find a design that you like and we have it seems like we have like fewer customization choices than ever yeah and i think there there's there's something that i'm starting to feel too with watch faces is the difficulty is giving a watch face with like disparate complications a sense of harmony yes it's like, very hard like, I feel like that's the thing that, it, like, when I get it right, like, when I'm sitting there and, like, juggling all the things and, like, using the settings that I can or, like, building stuff from scratch, like, when it hits and it feels harmonious, like, it's beautiful. Like, it is actually something that's like, wow, I am delighted that this is on my wrist. I'm delighted that this is something that I get to look at um, every day. But to your point, when it's inharmonious, when things feel kind of a little different or where it's just to one direction or another, like it can, like I personally don't love how vibrant the infograph, like, th- I don't know, like theme is. I wish that infograph was a bit more low key and Apple sort of did that, but like the way they did it is with the same old, like two part image system. And like, yeah, like I think you're right. Like I, I want harmony. I want it to, to, to look good. And I think if the, if Apple get, gets there, this is such a tremendous opportunity and it's something that I think is going to be so fun to, to work on for the next year, you know, until next, next summer when we start to spend Dan Riccio's budget on whatever else we uh, come up with. (laughs) Yep. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.